And I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. It has been a week uh, since a pod. It's actually two weeks since a podcast, but it's a week to remember because uh, I didn't want to do a podcast until the results of the U.S. election were final or as close to final as they are um, because I thought it would be an interesting topic to talk about to see which way, depending on which way the country went. Um, and I know that I'm a Canadian and uh, that I'm doing this podcast in Canada, but we all know that uh, what happens in America really is so impactful on the world stage that uh, if you're not paying attention to American politics, particularly if you're in North America, um, you're doing yourself a disservice because being aware of what's going on is really important. And um, there's a few things I want to talk about. Um, I'm really uh, disappointed in the result. I'm not disappointed that Biden won, although he's a neolib and, you know, it's really not, you're not getting, he's not progressive at all. It's just that he's going to be a little bit more like what they're used to. But uh, in terms of Biden being good for people, uh, life will not significantly be much better for poor people. Uh, the economy will still be exclusive to wealthy people. It'll just be They'll be pretending that it's about poor people as well. Healthcare won't get really much better. Um, the environment won't probably see much improvement. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I do hope I'm wrong, but nothing about this man's track record, um, or you know, quite frankly, the the Democratic Party's track record um, makes me think that anything is going to change in any significant way for the positive, other than the fact that you don't have a complete lunatic. Uh, in office who is more motivated by his ego than anything else. That is dangerous um, because, you know, I'm going to very poorly uh, parrot something that I heard once about the two kinds of, you know, leaders that are the most sort of prevalent. There's the conscious reactors and unconscious reactors. The conscious reactors are people like Putin that uh, are dangerous but predictable. You can kind of see what they're going to do. You can kind of understand it because there is planning behind it. Uh, there is something behind it that makes some sense to most people. Like, okay, I see why he did this. He's doing this to enforce pressure on this so that people will do this. That makes sense. He's playing chess. You're playing a game of chess with another world leader, right? And then there's the unconscious reactors like Trump, uh, Kim Jong, people like that, who, although even Kim Jong, I think has more of a organization to him than Trump. Trump is by far, as far as I can recall, um, at least leaders that I'm aware of, not, you know, not being aware of all world leaders, is the most dangerously unpredictable world leader. The only thing that's predictable about him is that he will do the thing that services his ego. So I guess that is a positive thing that you can control him with that. But he is, uh, instead of playing a game of chess with him, he's just going to flip the board if he's losing. Uh, and that's why he's such a dangerous person. He's dangerous for a lot of reasons. One, he's dangerous because he emboldens the behaviors that you're seeing from particularly racist people, um, and, uh, homophobic people, hateful people. He's emboldening that hate. He's dangerous because he is just so corrupt and so easily, easily corrupted. I mean, it, he's really not hard to, he has no moral compass and he has no, uh, you can't, reason with him other than to flatter him. He's he's a, a petulant child and ridiculous. And I am very glad that he will no longer be president of the United States. It was a, the better of the two outcomes. There was no other outcome that would have been better in that scenario. Uh, except perhaps that he didn't get 70 plus million votes. The two people who've had the most votes ever in the history of the presidency are Joe Biden, uh, who won the popular vote, 
vote by about popular vote. I'm on the popular vote. Who won the popular vote by about 4 million over Trump and Trump. About 70 million people saw what Trump was doing and were like, yep, more of that. That is a terrifying number of people. Now, I know that population-wise, 100 million people or so didn't even vote. Because I think there's about 240 million eligible voters in America. And um, I know that uh, still, even given the state of the election... Uh, and such a high turnout, which is great, there's still 100 million people who are like, nah, not worried about it. Um, And we can safely assume that the majority of the people who don't vote tend to be liberal and left. They tend to be, or at least more center-left, they tend to be more apathetic because fanatics vote. That's what they do. Well, fanatics don't just vote. Fanatics do whatever is required to advance their fanatical agenda. And if you're fanatical for Trump, you're unlikely to stay home even in the bluest of states. So I suspect almost every vote Trump could get, he did get, which is impressive, regardless of where you stand politically, to be able to turn out that level of people uh, should not be ignored. It's a very powerful weapon uh, in politics. In fact, it is the only weapon in politics uh, in democracies that matter. And that's how come I also know that when people say that votes don't count, don't matter, um, are you crazy? Look at the way the Republican Party is behaving um, with Trump refusing to accept the defeat. The, the reason Trump's refusing to accept the defeat is his ego won't let him. The reason the Republicans are backing him is because they want to win back their seats or win Senate seats or they need his help because they saw the numbers he could turn out. And like I said, those numbers are truly impressive. There is no question there that when it comes to the business of showmanship in politics, I don't think we'll ever see the likes of Trump quite again. Um, you know, for the good or the bad. Uh, but uh, he was... Or is and will remain a factor in unless he goes to jail, he will run for office in 2024. I'm almost positive of it. Um, Or if someone talks him out of it, hopefully. But and I do think he does need to go to jail. I do think that uh, he will eventually the Southern District of New York, as soon as he loses the protection to come to the presidency. The problem is putting a president in prison like George W. Bush should have gone to jail. So should Dick Cheney and Condoleezza Rice. Uh, they, and Colin Powell, too, for that matter. They should have all gone to jail. Um, and they didn't go to jail because Americans don't have a habit of prosecuting their leaders, their presidents like that, and their leaders, because it makes it look like they are corrupt or bad or whatever. It's bad for the reputation of the country to put your leaders in prison. Oh, so they see. I think it's actually the opposite. I think that if you show that your leaders even are accountable, it shows just how powerful your democracy is. Um, George W. Bush was, and let's take a moment because there's a lot of like, oh, I missed that Republican Party. George W. Bush was a fucking moron who was, uh, if not, you know, the architect, probably not the architect, but directly responsible for a war that has killed millions of people. And yet we somehow, there's this weird nostalgia for it, like... Like 9-11 didn't happen, like weapons of mass destruction didn't happen, like, like the economic crash that also killed hundreds of thousands of people because economic crashes do that didn't happen. I mean, the idea that somehow the Republican Party was ever not against LGBTQ rights and not racist and not, is, is ridiculous. And this bullshit about fiscal responsibility drives me insane. The economy that the Republicans and Democrats talk about does not include you unless you are rich. That's the way it works. You are paid slave labor unless you are in the upper echelon. That is how modern late-stage capitalism works, particularly in the United States of America. 
The simple fact that every time there's a war on something, some people get really fucking rich and the rest of people suffer. Look what's happening right now with the coronavirus. Look at the people making all the money off what's going on with the coronavirus. And people are dying and suffering and have poor access to healthcare. And some of the best healthcare in the world is available in that country, but they have such poor access to it. And you have a country of people who are, uh, you know, uh, largely not very well because they have their food and their and their uh, their water is poorly like the it's not regulated properly so their food has a bunch of contaminants and bullshit in it and makes them sick and their health insurance is garbage most of the time it costs a fortune so they either don't have it or they can't go and get help when they need it so they walk around with conditions that make them more susceptible to something that is happening right now so let's stop pretending that the republicans or the democrats for that matter in history gave a fuck. I don't remember the last Democrat that gave a fuck, but I think it was probably uh, Jimmy Carter. I think it probably was in terms of around the uh, overall. And in terms of Republican, I don't fucking know. Lincoln, but that was when they were basically Democrats and Republicans switched. The point that I'm making is this, is presidents have this weird thing about when they leave office, people have this fondness for them. And I don't think Trump will get that. Um, because I think the people that love Trump will always love Trump, but it's a cult. It's fucking crazy. It doesn't matter what he says. They can be all support our troops and everything. And he can be like, go stuff out, go fuck themselves. Yeah, I prefer people who weren't captured, like all that bullshit. And yet they still support him. The hypocrisy of that is bananas. This is how powerful hate and fear and ignorance are. And that's what's happening right now, because even though Trump lost, and like I said, I am happy that Trump is no longer the president of the United States, because even though uh, he was maybe not as deadly uh, as someone like George W. Bush, uh, as dangerous to the rest of the world, he really, and this is kind of a good thing, he really shattered the image America had of itself. The United States of America gets real fond of themselves for things like uh, they elected, um, you know, Barack Obama and they thought, well, now racism is over. And they and they and they feel like they got this weird belief that they're the moral high ground of the world. And anyone who pays any attention knows that's not true at all. Um, and it, And it hasn't been for a long time. They've got this thing where they call themselves the greatest country, the greatest democracy and everything. And and it's real easy to believe that when you can not look too hard and you get to see all the pomp and circumstance of the office and, you know, someone flying in and going up to world leaders and we're going to help you and we're going to do all good stuff. But then he didn't do that. He was like insane. He was what a lot of America is. Arrogant, self-centered, um, completely uninterested in facts and science and truth and purely out to push their own agenda or their own to, to satiate their needs. And that is what a lot, unfortunately, of people on the planet are. When you have a planet, when you have a country of 300 plus million people, there's going to be a certain amount of dickheads. That's just the way it works. This uh, Canada has 37 million people or so, and there's a bunch of dickheads here. It's just that we've got about maybe four or five million dickheads uh, because it's slightly over 10% of the population. But over 10% of the population in America is about 50 million dickheads, right? Or in this case, 70 million dickheads. And that's what's confusing to me is I understand voting for Trump in 2016. I get that. I get the idea of, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. Yeah, he has these horrible things. I mean, this is if you're willing to put past the misogyny, homophobia and all the other bullshit. 
But I understand the fuck you of it. I understand how bad can it be? You know, maybe he's not, whatever. You could overlook all that terrible shit, which is the privilege of being people in positions where that terrible shit doesn't affect you. But you could look past it and you could be like, because Hillary is is a neolib and, and Hillary was very dangerous and I understand that, warmonger and all the other shit. I get it, I get it. I get 2016. I don't understand really why you would ever vote for that guy, but I can see the scenario making more sense in 2016. But now, after four years of this, after four years of there were good people on both sides, after four years of I don't see why Russia would, uh, you know, interfere, after four years of him trying to strong arm people to uh, uh, just gross violations of the Hatch Act, just conspiracy, uh, just, um, uh, not conspiracy, well, conspiracy too, he's a conspiracy monger, but the, the attacks on the media, the attacks on the actual freedoms of people in the United States, the attacks on the citizens, the, the corruption, after four years of everything Trump has done, to still look at that and go, yep, that's my guy, what the fuck? What the fuck possesses someone to, in their right mind? And I don't give a fuck about single issue voters. There is no longer a time for single issue voters because when you vote on a single issue, other people suffer. I get being the kind of person who's like, well, my gun rights are more important to me than anything. But quite frankly, Obama didn't take your fucking guns. And if Obama didn't take your guns, Biden's not going to take your guns. And you know that. You know that. You're voting for someone who reinforces your racism. You're voting for someone who reinforces your hate. And there's just no excuse for it. There's no excuse at this point to see that guy and be like, yeah, that's my guy. There's re- I understand voting to keep Republicans in the Senate. I understand wanting to do that. I understand voting to put Republicans into the House. I understand that. But to see, to see Trump and to be like, I got to vote Republican no matter what. You know what? Abstain. Don't vote for president. Just vote for everyone else down ticket that you want. What the fuck? He increased his turnout with uh, black voters, with Latino voters. That's the fear of socialism thing, particularly in in Miami. He increased his turnout. I mean, basically the thing that won Biden the election uh, was the suburbs and the fact that Democrats actually got out and voted. And that's the other thing, too, is that the real story behind the American electoral system is the complete and appalling voter apathy that happens. Even this voter turnout, I don't know what the percentage is going to be yet. Um, But it's looking likely that 145 million people, 147 million people voted, which is incredible. And don't get me wrong, that's a great number. But the fact that, what was it, like 70 to 100 million people abstained. Even in this time, when the environment is basically collapsing, I don't think for one second Biden's going to do much to fix the environment, but I know that the way his platitudes will work is he'll have to look like he's doing something. And maybe there will be a need to pacify the progressives in the Democratic Party. Let's give him a chance at least. At least Biden is a conscious reactor. You can talk to him. You can reason with him. You can figure out a way to manipulate or get his needs to in line with your own. There are two very important Senate runoff races going to happen in in um, Georgia. Um, both of those, if the Democrats win both of those, they will control the Senate. If they control the Senate and they control the House, 
then they are likely to make some significant positive progressive changes because it will have to be done to pacify. But the majority of senators or House uh, House um, Democrats that voted or that made very clear their support for universal health care, single payer health care, uh, won their elections and the people that didn't didn't. So it's clear that there are a lot of people in America who are still disaffected because they don't believe there's anyone that votes for that vote for that can uh, represent their needs. And I believe that group of people is is much more progressive than is generally known. But there is a huge laziness that comes with this too. And so watching this election, watching how it happened, this wasn't some sort of, you know, we're, I mean, what Trump is doing by refusing to accept it, which is beyond hypocritical, because if you look at everything that happened, like it's just ridiculous. But what Trump is doing by saying that there is voter fraud, by calling into question the entire country and the entire country's system because he didn't get what he want. He's stamping his little tiny feet and clapping his little tiny hands and he wants what I want to win the election. Well, you didn't win. You didn't win. But the problem is, is what he's doing by saying it's fraud and everything is setting up even more division. If he came out and was just like, I lost, vote for me in 2024, then maybe we'll uh, get the presidency back and become really super great. If he did that, then it would do so much to help fix the damage in America. But America needed him in many ways. They needed to be shown who they are. They needed the mirror held up against them. And they needed to see that all the bullshit platitudes, all the pretense of peaceful nation and we work together and we're, and we're moral and we're kind is not true. There are a huge group of people in that country who are hateful and fearful and greedy and selfish and ignorant. And you need to see the problem to fix the problem. So in a way, thank you very much, Donald Trump, for being the magnifying glass on the boil on the ass of America. Because if you don't acknowledge what's happening, if you don't acknowledge who those people are and that they exist and where they come from, You'll never solve the problem. Sweeping it under the rug does not clean the floor. You need to deal with it head on. And these next four years are going to be fucking rough because those people are not going to keep their mouth shut. They're not going to be quiet. They're not going to go away. And they are going to turn out in masses to vote. But I do believe that most of those on that side who would have voted for that guy did. And I do believe that many people who would have voted for a more progressive candidate on the left just didn't come out. And so what happens in America now is going to be a really interesting examination of a country that either comes back from the brink and has a chance to right itself or falls down the hole more. And I don't mean comes back from the brink and writes itself because all of a sudden Trump's gone and that's going to fix it. That's nothing. That's day one. All you've got right now is a stable person in the, the White House that doesn't care about you. What you need to do is figure out a way to get people who actually want the world and the United States of America to be better to get in power and to maintain that power. The presidency is not the thing you should be focusing on. The thing you should be focusing on is things like the Senate and the House and governors and local elections. Just flood them. Flood those offices with people who want to do the right thing. There is no excuse in the year 2020 
for women's reproductive rights to be up for question. I understand you wanted to put restrictions on when abortions could be performed, for sure. You know, after three months, no way. Okay, fair enough, whatever. But the idea that women should not have access to birth control, women should not have access to, um, uh, you know, uh, abortion, Planned Parenthood, and things like that is fucking appalling. The idea that you would have anyone in power that would promote an agenda that would make LGBTQ plus people uh, less valuable in society or seen as less is appalling. The idea that you could have a government that is just cool with racism and just openly cool with racism and empowers the racists is fucking appalling. And I don't want to hear that bullshit about comparing Trump followers to Nazis is dangerous. No, no, no. I'm not saying all Trump followers are Nazis, but all Nazis are Trump followers. You see what I'm saying? That's a, that's not my Someone said that I, I never someone said not not everyone who voted for Trump is a racist, but every racist voted for Trump. And that's true. So look at your company, look left and right. There's a very old picture of a, a rally during the Third Reich. And there's um, all the guys, oh, there's like hundreds, if not a thousand people throwing up the um, the Nazi salute. And there's one guy with his arm crossed. Be that guy. Be that fucking guy. Don't let them tear it down. Don't let them because the people who are willing to fight back are there. They just don't believe they can win. And I'm one of them because I see how often, because that's the other thing too, is the people on the left, the extreme left are dangerous and fracturous and they cause massive problems. And they are the people that are out there that are being used as the, they're the, they're the, you know what they say, like, like every time you hear about Muslims on the news, why they always show terrorists. Every time you hear about Christians, they don't show Klan members. But every time you hear about leftist people on the news, you get a lot of these people with, uh, you know, who are canceling people and attacking people and everything. That's also just as dangerous because it is a war for people's hearts and minds. There is no excuse for children to starve in the richest country in the world. There is no excuse for people to go bankrupt because they don't have money for healthcare in the richest country in the world. There is no excuse for this. What that is, is an economy that exists separate from its people. It's an economy that makes wealthy people more wealthy. You are being played on both sides, Democrat and liberal, uh, conservative and Republican. You are being played. The people that are in power don't care. And they have very rarely, if ever, cared. And that has to be shown time and time again. And like I said, at least Trump was honest. You say a lot of things about that giant fucking pustule. But at least he told the truth about who he was. He may not have told the truth about anything else. But there's no doubt in anyone's mind what Donald Trump's motivations are or who he is if you're really willing to look. But what are Biden's? What are Kamala's? What were Obama's? You know what? It's a very, very scary time because we're not just playing games in the yard anymore. We're on the street and cars are coming and it's going to be over soon because the environment, we're running out of time. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way to you know, write it off and push it down the road and pretend it's, we're going, we're going to destroy this planet. We are getting sicker. We're losing, people are suffering more and more and more every day. And it is, one of the reasons is because 
the people that seek to control us sow division so well that you can be, you know, one person can be in tears and angry and furious that Trump lost and the next person person next to them can be super happy and elated and both think that it's going to have some sort of massive change and it won't. It won't. Nothing significant will change unless you make it change. The people that have taken power in the United States right now, the Democrats, are the lesser of two evils, but not by much. Not by much. I had real hope when Obama ran because I honestly believed the rhetoric. And I don't think he's a bad person. But I think politically he's quite center, slightly right of center. It's just that people seem to think that because he was a black male, he would all of a sudden, you know, be a very progressive and and a lot of his rhetoric is progressive. But like I said, Trump increased his votes with black males. I mean, I don't understand how people can vote against their best interests, but, you know, propaganda and rhetoric are powerful things. So yes, my summation of the American election is this. I am happy that Donald J. Trump is no longer president of the United States. I hope that he will be uh, pursued and prosecuted for the crimes that he has committed, for the corruption, for the basically the millions of dollars he, he's, he's stolen or taken uh, in terms of, uh, you know, spending money uh, only on his resorts and doing all things. I hope that, I hope he's prosecuted for uh, his, his, uh, uh, sex crimes. I hope he's prosecuted for his uh, crimes against charities, his economic crimes. I, I really hope Donald J. Trump uh, goes to prison. He probably won't, but I hope he does. I hope Biden is pulled even a little bit left by the people in his party who are the progressives. And I hope that the Democrats win the Senate so that they can actually enact some sort of positive uh, legislation, even if it's a little bit, even if it's just enough to stop people dying by the hundreds of thousands from the coronavirus. So I am not optimistic, but it's the first day in a long time of not being as pessimistic. And I think also it's important as progressive people and as people who are left and as people who are perhaps still feeling disconnected from Biden and everything else, I think it's important to... Um, not start with the division just yet. Give give him a few months. See what happens. See if the squad has any influence. See what happens. See what happens. Because right now you can't afford to be divided. You got to be united. Because, you know, the whole country is dangling over the abyss. And it has been for a while, but it's more than ever before now. And I hope, I really hope they they save it. I really do. There's a lot... There's a lot the United States of America has to offer and there's a lot that it does that's good. Um, but it's the people have suffered enough. They've been abused enough and both, you know, manipulated emotionally and, and physically abused by their system. They've been treated poorly enough. And the anger and the resentment and the rage that comes from someone like Trump and brings you someone like Trump will not go away. It will only get worse. And the anger and the resentment and rage that brings you the hard left that are extremely fanatical, that cancel people, that go after people, that, that you know, that won't go away either. In fact, the rowboat will just leave the shore. 
and we're running out of time to pull it back. But like I said, a little less pessimistic today. This has been the podcast. Um, if you want to see me do some live stand-up comedy this weekend in Vancouver, the 13th and 14th, I will be at the Kino Cafe. We're working out a way to live stream that. I'll probably stream it through um, one of my Facebook fan pages or maybe my Twitter account, at Unfamous. I'll have that information soon, and I'll put that up. And uh, Or I might even do it through my Instagram um, if you can't. But if you can buy tickets, please come down. It'll be good to see you. Um, I, I had, had, had a, haven't had a good-sized audience uh to do live comedy for in a while i'm going to be running a lot of material and fiddling about and trying stuff and doing some interesting shit so it could be some really fun stuff because i've gotta gotta get back in the game um if you want to write me a letter www.skpodcast.gmail.com i'd love to hear from you uh if you're in the united states of america better days i hope are coming but you gotta make them happen uh and if you're in canada uh go easy on them all right. Like I know it's easy for us to sit up here and throw stones, but we're not that much better, right? We're a little better, but we're not that much better. There's not much that separates us and them other than, you know, the uh the healthcare. We got that. And, you know, we call it a toque. All right. That's what's wrong this week.